welcome to Second Look. It has been a while. I'm your host, Benjamin Green, and this is the show brought to you by the Outset Network, where we can talk about anything in the realms of politics, culture, and faith. And we try to do so by taking a second look at it, a, a rational, logical approach, as opposed to an emotional, knee-jerk reaction. I am really appreciative of the fact that you're tuning in to today's episode, and to those regular listeners of the show, I just want to say I'm sorry for not having too many episodes lately. I hope you had a happy Thanksgiving. I had a, a good one. Um, but I, I've not been as frequent with the episodes lately, and one of the reasons for that is I have been having a hard time myself taking a second look at things. Um... I've been a little bit stuck in the first look. I've had a hard time coming up with topics to talk about on the show. I've not had a hard time coming up with topics to talk about to people in real life, but on this show I like to present a really well thought out um, uh, and, and more reasonable take than I might have <laughs> if I'm flying by the seat of my pants. But I hope you enjoyed the episode that I did with Meredith. I really enjoyed having her on. Um, and hopefully that gave you a little bit of background on us personally that you wouldn't get otherwise from, from watching the show. But one of the things I mentioned on that episode is that doing this podcast is good for me because it makes me be disciplined about sitting down and planning out episodes and 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 thinking through issues in that way and then i turn around and don't publish an episode for a few weeks so yeah i need to get better at that discipline i guess but today there is kind of a natural topic that almost is foisting itself upon us um and that would be the the alabama senate race We've got Roy Moore, we've got Doug Jones, and we've got a whole lot of problems. And I want to talk about this today because I think it speaks to um, a lot of the broader problems that we see in American politics today. Um, this this race is somewhat of a, uh, I don't know, an inset on a map. It, it, it shows in more detail a lot of the problems that we've seen. And I think that the problems in this election are broader than the the two people themselves. Um, and so, yeah, that's what we're going to talk about today. So first things first, we have Roy Moore. This is a man who takes pride in being against people. He takes pride in the fact that he got thrown out of previous jobs. He takes pride in the fact that he is going to continue his race for the Senate. Well, he has continued. The election is tomorrow. But that he has continued his race for the Senate um, despite mountains of outside and inside pressure for him to do so. He likes to be against people. And on the other hand, you have Doug Jones, who I'll just be honest and upfront, I don't know much about because I don't need to know that much about him um, because I know one thing about him, and that's enough for me, is that he supports partial birth abortion. 
this gets us into the conversation about lesser of two evils already at this point. Um, if Even if those were the only two things we knew about those candidates, I wouldn't want to vote for either one of them. I don't think we should send someone to Washington who prides themselves on, on being a rabble-rouser and, and stirring things up. I think that a whole bunch of Americans, of whom I was not one, voted to do that in the Oval Office last year, and I think this past year has shown that that was not the best idea. So, I, I wouldn't be comfortable voting for Roy Moore even at that point. And then there's Doug Jones, who has this support for partial birth abortion, which is a practice that I think is utterly despicable. And speaking pragmatically, I don't, I think it's going to be a long time before abortion ever becomes illegal in this country. Um, I hope and pray that it will someday, but, but I think it'll be a long time before that happens. So speaking pragmatically, maybe I could just overlook this because as it is, partial birth abortion is not okay, but, but you know, Doug Jones is pretty status quo as far as that particular issue is concerned. But that's an important issue to me. In the past, that's an issue I've said I had a, a litmus test on and that I would never vote for a pro-choice candidate. And I, I said that in the past, and then I went ahead and voted for a pro-choice candidate at one election. So <laughs> bummer on me. So, so we have already even taking into consideration none of the other stuff that's come out we have a dilemma i would find myself in this dilemma chances are if you are watching watching if you are listening to this show uh you would have this dilemma too because um i don't know i figure at this point the audience is small enough you probably agree with me on a lot of stuff and so, so what do we do? Do we just say, okay, both candidates are terrible, so I am going to vote for the least bad candidate. That's what most people seem to do. Um, I have some family members who may or may not be listening to this who, who feel very strongly that this is what you should do. Um, because... With a practice, like, like, let's just say, with something as abhorrent as, say, partial birth abortion, no, it, it's not worth the risk of putting that person in office, and therefore we need to do everything we can to keep that person out of office, and the realistic way to get that done is to vote for their other major party opponent. That is a valid line of reasoning. Um, but, but it comes at the issue from a, a motive that I don't share. Um, and the motive there is keep the horrible, the worst possible people, let's keep them out of office. To me, that's setting the bar too low. And I think that the fact that so many people think this way has brought about this thing where in Washington, we don't seem to have many, if any, you know, genuinely good people, people of good character. Um, 
I'm, I'm sure there are some, you know, there are 535 elected officials on the Hill. Uh, some of them have to be good, right? But, but not many. And, and I think that this is caused in part because so many voters go out there motivated by keeping the other guy out of office. And like I said, this is a valid viewpoint, but it's not one I share. That, that motivation is, I think, coming at it wrong. And then there's maybe another motivation that would cause you to to vote for Roy Moore over Doug Jones. If you you like me are conservative leaning, maybe the the abortion issue is not a deal breaker for you. Maybe it is. Um but but the the expression hold the nose and vote for X person. Um so in this case it would be hold the nose and vote for Roy Moore. You're not necessarily motivated by keeping Doug Jones out of office, but it's more, well, okay, look, I want to see the Affordable Care Act repealed. I want to see um, conservative things pass through Congress. And chances are that, you know, more or less of the time, Roy Moore is going to vote in a more conservative direction. So I'm going to vote for him even though I can't stand the guy. That also is a valid viewpoint and, again, not one that I share. It's, it's very pragmatic. It's very um, unidealistic. And I do think you can go too far with idealism. We can get trapped in it, but I think it's good to have a little bit of idealism. We, we don't want all candidates who are good enough, who will agree with me some of the time, Sometimes that's okay, but that seems to be some people's default position in voting is that, eh, it's good enough, whatever, I'll vote for them. And I think that both of these two, that the, the desire to get the other side out and the desire to get someone who's, eh, good enough in, have contributed to what I was talking about, the, the distinct lack of people of good character in Washington. So, if this were all we knew about the election, if 40 days ago I were having to vote in the Alabama Senate election, I would not have voted for either Roy Moore or Doug Jones. I would have voted for a third-party candidate if there was one, or written somebody in, or just abstained. I did this in, in Arizona's Senate election this past year. We had Ann Kirkpatrick and we had John McCain. John McCain is someone that sometimes I agree with. He's a Republican. I'm a conservative. Um, sometimes those things overlap. Ann Kirkpatrick is someone I didn't want in the office. I'd had her as my congresswoman and hadn't been pleased with the job that she had done. And there were also these issues like, say, abortion, where we disagreed. And and I didn't feel like I could vote for either one of those candidates in good conscience, conscience. So I just went ahead and abstained and didn't vote for anybody. And I was comfortable with that. And to this day, I feel like that was the right decision for me to make. So had the had I been in Alabama and had the election been 40 days ago... I would have definitely abstained. So here's where things get tricky, because within the last 40 days, 
very credible, very serious allegations against Roy Moore have come out. And I guarantee if you're listening to this show, you've heard about that already, so we won't go into too many specifics. But these allegations have not had any credible challenge other than just, no, they're lying, it's made up by the Democrats. And I so that's not a credible challenge. So they've not had any credible challenge to these allegations. I am inclined to believe the allegations. It was a well-reported story. We have the facts like the, the mall coming forward saying that they had banned Roy Moore from entering the mall because of disturbing behavior toward teenage girls. This is a very disturbing thing. And it speaks a lot... It, 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 it kind of throws out of the water that whole situation that we just worked out. Because this is something that is evil. I'm, it's just wicked and terrible, and there's no other way to put it. And so now we have this question. On the one hand, we have a candidate who is a supporter of uh, a practice that I find absolutely despicable, partial birth abortion. And on the other hand, we have a supporter, a, a, a performer <laughs> of actions I find despicable, uh, preying on teenage girls. And so between the actions of committing partial birth abortion and preying on teenage girls, I see those as pretty equally evil. Speaking in, in human terms, of course, grading on what is more evil and less evil. That's a, that's a human construction, but that is a conversation for another time. Um, they're, they're pretty much on par with each other in my book. And then we have one guy who just supports the legal right to be able to have access to that procedure of partial birth abortion. And on the other hand, we have a guy who's actually committed the evil act himself. And this throws a wrench into my entire voting philosophy. And this is what... I this is why I wanted to talk about it on the show today, because it just goes to show that that life is very rarely cut and dry. Life is very rarely easy to figure out. Because now, in my decision to abstain, as these allegations came out about Roy Moore, I start to feel within myself some of this burn to keep that evil man off of Capitol Hill. And so I don't know then what 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 should I do if I live in Alabama? Should I vote for Doug Jones? Because allowing Roy Moore to go there, to go to Washington DC is allowing someone who is knowingly publicly committed evil to go there. And and that's a, a tough question for me. And I did a lot of wrestling about this. And so have a lot of other people. You know, Jeff Flake famously, last week I think it was, donated $100 to Doug Jones' campaign. Jeff Flake, I, I'm not the biggest fan of Jeff Flake. I, I 
He's not my least favorite person in the Senate, but he's not my most favorite either. I think this was a stunt that probably got Roy Moore a lot more money than it did Doug Jones, um, based on fighting the Republican establishment, whatnot. But, but other, other prominent Republicans have had this issue. Um, even the uh, Senator Shelby from Alabama is is going out saying, "Don't vote for Roy Moore." <laughs> I didn't vote for Roy Moore, and Ben Sass, another. Uh, Republican who has made his voice known on this, he says, don't vote for either of them. We have to have a third choice. So my conflict here is that we should have a third choice, but we don't. And this is where my idealism and my pragmatism collide, because we should be able to vote for a third option and get a third person elected. In this country, we should have the option to actually choose the leaders we want, not just choose between a hand-picked few that someone showed to us. Ideally, we should vote for a third-party candidate, and they should, if not get elected, get a significant share of the vote. But speaking pragmatically, everyone, everybody knows that's not going to happen. That there's just no chance that it... Either Doug Jones or Roy Moore will be sent to the Senate to represent Alabama. And everyone knows that, even the people who who pretend otherwise, even the third party candidates know that at this point. And I'm, I'm recording this on Monday. We've had two polls this morning. One shows Doug Jones up by 10. One shows Roy Moore up by 10. So what do we do knowing that one of these two people is going to Congress? One person is someone who's going to support judges I don't like. Um, one person is someone who I think is evil. <laughs> Demonstrably so. And I think I end up in the same boat of abstaining. I, I mentioned earlier in the show that I voted last year for a pro-choice candidate, and and I did that out of this, I wanted to keep the Republican nominee, I wanted to make sure that he didn't get anywhere near that office, um, and so I voted for the Democrat. And I kind of regret that a bit, because what is a vote other than a pledge of support? Um, when, when you vote for someone, you are making the statement, I want this person to represent me in this way. In this case, it's the Senate. So I want this person to represent my state, represent the views of my state in, in the U.S. federal government. And so I select this person as that representative. If you vote for Roy Moore, that's what you're, that's the statement you're making about Roy Moore. If you vote for Doug Jones, that's the statement you're making about Doug Jones. And that is not a statement I would feel comfortable making about either of those men. And so I would have to abstain or vote third party. And so this 
20 minutes in, is the broad point that I want to get to. And the point is, better leadership starts at home. I think too often people have compromised, and we blame Washington for the corruption that we see there. And to be sure, the culture of that city it does take some of the blame. You know, sometimes we send people there and they seem like good people and then they're just chewed up and spit out. And but but really character begins at home. The person you vote for, the person you decide to send as a representative, you're responsible for their behavior when they're there. You're responsible to then vote them out of office if they don't do well. You, you, when you vote for someone, you are taking responsibility for them, for their comportment. Uh, and I think more people need to run for office because then they would feel the pressures of what that, what that means. People would feel the pressure of knowing what constituents are and whether or not constituents matter. Um, I, I'm sorry, I've gotten a little rambly. I've gone off script here. But, but if more people ran for office, then more people, more good people would get elected. Part, the good people are all staying home. But anyway, to get back on script, character begins at home. And when you are raising children, to say that that character matters in our elected officials, when you are, you know, go maybe you're just something as simple as going on social media and posting about your political views in front of an audience of only your friends, you still need to, we can't ignore the fact that that character matters. And the fact that we have Doug Jones, whose partial birth abortion stance is so out of sync with most of Alabama, and Roy Moore, whose behavior is so out of sync with good human behavior, it shows that there's a dysfunction in the home, that people aren't doing this right. We get the leaders we deserve. <laughs> Honest, I, I, I'm a firm believer of that. And, and I think when we have bad leaders, it's our fault. So this is what I was saying about this race being a little bit of an inset map. As a whole, I don't know anybody who's happy with the U.S. government right now. I don't know one person. Even the most ardent Trump supporters who are happy with the fact that he's elected are really mad about the House of Representatives being led by Paul Ryan. I, d I do not know one person who is happy with the way things are. And my big, broad point is this is our own fault. And we need to take responsibility for our actions and resolve to change it. Let's work together. Let's elect better people. Let's not compromise our conscience when we vote. And I really do think that we will have better success at getting good men and women elected. And I think that when we get good people in those offices, 
we will see great things happen in this country. Thank you so much for tuning in today. As I mentioned, the show is brought to you by the Outset Network. It would not be on the air if it were not for Outset. So if you have stumbled upon this show separately from Outset somehow, make sure you check out OutsetMagazine.com, OutsetMagazine.com slash podcasts. You can find Outset on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Outset Network. And of course, you can find me on Twitter at BGreenAZ. I'd love to talk to you about any part of today's episode, or if you have anything you'd like to hear me talk about in the future, please feel free to send it my way. And as always, in whatever app you're listening to this in, if you could give it a rating, um, if you loved it, give it five stars. That really helps us gain exposure, grow the audience, and grow the show. Thank you so much for tuning in today. It's an honor to have people listening to what I have to say. And we'll see you next time.